Thank you for choosing Miniaturist of Baptist Church podcast. We hope you benefit from this message. If you'd like to learn more about Miniaturist of Baptist Church, please visit our website at miniaturistachurch.org. I think I need to use it in the body of Christ for the betterment of the church. 
We are in the process uh, as a nominating committee of looking for positions to fill. And so if you are gifted in certain areas, you are an action word. You need to use your spiritual gift in the body of Christ. And so I encourage you to take a peek at that. Take your Bible and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. This is one of the passages concerning spiritual gifts. And then we'll look at the Romans 8 passage as well. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we are going to look at verses 1 through 11. Now about spiritual gifts, brothers. I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagan, some or... Some or other, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray of mute idols. Therefore I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And then he goes on to say, if you are a Christian, this is what happens. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one, that's why I said if you're a believer, you got you get one. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good, the common good of the church. To one, there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by the means of the Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. To, a, uh, to another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All of these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he, that spirit, gives them to each one just as he determines. I think, I believe, that in every church, there is every gift present for God to do the work that He wants to do in that church. And so if by chance we're struggling in an area, it probably is because some of us have not found our gifted area and are serving in that capacity. I don't think God would give spiritual gifts and then have a church be insignificant or have a problem with filling positions because we just don't have anybody in our church that's gifted in that, that area. I don't think God would do that. I think God has to apply everybody in our church to have a specific need so that we will be a healthy body of Christ. The other passage I want you to look at is Romans chapter 12, and we'll look at verses 3 through 8. Romans chapter 12, 3 through 8. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophecy, let him use it to, in promotion, to, in uh, pro proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. 
If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Now, those are just two passages, but 15 of the 20 spiritual gifts were listed there. So, uh, spiritual gifts are found in the Bible. The second question that we're going to look at is, who does God give spiritual gifts to? Well, I've kind of already given you that. Uh, as we begin our study a few months ago on the Holy Spirit, and I, I don't know about you, but I have certainly learned a lot in preparation and then presenting to you the things that I've learned concerning mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit. We have learned that the Holy Spirit is responsible to convict sinners of sin, to draw sinners to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, so to draw and to regenerate or help in the process of being born again. And then after we are born again, the Holy Spirit indwells us, and when the Holy Spirit indwells us, the Holy Spirit also empowers us. And the Holy Spirit, after He empowers us, He also enables us to overcome the evil one. The Holy Spirit aids in our sanctification. The Holy Spirit helps us become more and more like Jesus. We learn that the Holy Spirit secures and seals our salvation. And then finally, the Holy Spirit delivers us to glory. So the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit... I think we all realize it's one of the least talked about of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so that's why I think we began this study in the first place, is talk about the importance of the Holy Spirit and the roles the Holy Spirit has. As part of our sanctification then, helping us in our day in and day out living, grow more and more into the unique exactness of Jesus Christ in our sanctification, the Holy Spirit gives gifts to all believers. And we'll find that, and we just kind of read the passage, but 1 Corinthians chapter 4 again, I'm sorry, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 again, and verse 4, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. And then verse 11, all these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He gives them to each one, just as He determines. Every church has within it gifted people to help the church be as healthy as possible. You are given a gift if you are a Christian. The next question is why? Why are spiritual gifts given? Well, we've said this. For the health of the church. Spiritual gifts are given for the health of the church. Now, you may use your spiritual gift out in the world somewhere, but ultimately, a spiritual gift is given for the health of a church. You may have a certain talent. That may not be your spiritual gift. You may be good at this thing out there, but in the church, you've been gifted in this way. And again, as a verb then, you need to be a spiritually healthy Christian in action. Using your giftedness. Now, there is a really practical passage, and it's long, but I think we should look at it together. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. And you've heard this before, but I think it's important for us to read it again as it relates to this idea of the spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, 12. 
The body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts. And though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Now, the body is not made up of one part, but many. Now the body here is talking about the church. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for, uh, for that reason cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell, smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as He wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, these parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that are that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it. So that they should be no, there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, and I told you the story a long time ago, I broke my little tiny toe. My little tiny toe, I don't know about your little tiny toe, my little tiny toe is very little. I got a little, little, little tiny toe, but I'll tell you what, when I broke my little, little, little tiny toe, it affected my whole body. And if my little tiny toe that I broke suffers, this verse says, if one part suffered, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now, you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And if the church, if the, and in the church, God has appointed, first of all, apostles, second, prophets, third, teachers, then workers of miracles, also those having gifts of healing, those able to help others, those with the gifts of administration, and those speaking in different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do you have all gifts of healing? Do you speak in tongues? Do all interpret? And then he says, but eagerly desire the greater gifts. And of course the greater gifts are using our gifts with love in our hearts. Not looking down on others that we think are less important than us. So you go, you only got the gift of that. I've got the gift of that. That is not what it's talking about here. For the healthy church, that's why the spiritual gifts are given. And uh, when one of the members of the body are missing, the church suffers. When one of the members of the body are not using their spiritual gifts but hiding them under a bushel, the church suffers. 1 Peter 4.11 puts it succinctly at, uh, like this. All gifts are given so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. All the gifts are given for the glory of God. Question number four. So we're going to get down to this. What then are the spiritual gifts? 
And as I've shared with you, there are approximately 20 gifts or so. And the next few slides that are going to be up there, we'll list them and we'll put them into a primary category according to their, their unique youth, usefulness. All right? So there are miraculous gifts. Now, there we go. The miraculous gifts. These are the of the 20 or so, the ones that we call the miraculous gifts. This is the way God works in our body supernaturally. And so in this little inventory that you have here, there is an opportunity for you to find a definition of the certain gifts, but I will just give you very briefly a quick definition. So in the miraculous gifts, or sometimes they're called the charismatic gifts, these are the way God works in our midst supernaturally. They are the gift of faith, the gift of miracles, the gift of discerning of spirits, healing tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. Faith. Brief definition, seeing God do his will in the midst of difficult situations. If you have the gift of faith, you are able to see God do his will in the midst of difficult situations. Miracles, going beyond the ordinary to display God's miraculous power. You don't have the gift of grace if you tell uh, Vicky that she's got a headache, go take some aspirin. I mean the gift of, uh, the gift of miracles. Vicky, you got a headache, go take some aspirin. I healed her. I got the gift of miracles. No, that's not a gift of miracles. Going beyond the ordinary to display God's miraculous power. The discerning of spirits. To discern truth over air. What is from God and what is not from God. The gift of healing. The person with the gift of healing is drawn to people who are spiritually, physically, emotionally sick. And the ability to assist God with healing them. The gift of tongues, praying and speaking in an unknown language as directed by God to build up and encourage or admonish the church or yourself. And then the interpretation of tongues basically is a gift. If someone were to speak in tongues in a church, the interpretation of tongues would be the person that would be able to stand up because it's an unknown language and share with the congregation what that person is actually saying and it would be a message from God. Now, the reason I give the miraculous gifts and the charismatic gifts first is because as Baptists, we tend to not see these as often as possibly other churches. I've been in ministry for 43 years and I have never been in a church where somebody has stood up and spoken in tongues. Maybe you have. I never have. So sometimes we can get to the point where we say, you know what, these gifts are not... God doesn't, use, God doesn't do these kinds of things anymore. I think we've got to be careful when we say that because I think whenever you say God won't do something... Uh, you can get yourself in trouble because whenever you say God can't do that or God wouldn't do that, uh, you better watch it. So I list these as gifts. Maybe you have them. Maybe you don't. But it doesn't matter if you do or don't because you have a specific gift and you are to use that gift in the body of Christ. All right, the next set of gifts are the enabling gifts or they might be called the serving gifts. This is the way God works in our midst to equip us to serve. So there is the gift of exhortation. 
If you have the gift of exhortation, you're good at encouragement or building somebody up, but you're also good at admonishing. You can point a finger and say, you know what, the Lord told me that we need to work on this if you have that gift, exhortation. If you have the gift of an evangelist, you have the special ability to communicate God's good news so that others respond. Billy Graham, of course, had the gift of an evangelist. I think Tony Hale has the gift of an evangelist. He told me the other day, I love going to the jail and preaching to the inmates. And I thought to myself, that would scare me to death. But he loves it because he has that gift of an evangelist. Some of you have the gift of giving. You enjoy sharing generously. Some of you have the gift of mercy. You can assist with empathy and compassion to relieve the suffering of others. Some of you, and I've been to your homes and I know, provide for the physical needs of others through the gift of hospitality. You love to have people in your home. The gift of prophecy to receive and communicate a timely message from God. The gift of teaching, the ability to understand spiritual truths and share them so that others can learn. So those are the enabling gifts, the serving gifts, and they are used in our midst to help us, to equip us to serve each other and to serve our world. And then the last gifts are called the team gifts the way God works in our midst, to oversee and lead the church. Some of you have the gift of administration, the ability to keep the church organized and on track. Some of you have the gift of pastor-shepherd. You like to care for the spiritual needs of others. Some of you have the gift of leadership. You can see the big picture and help people get on board and pursue it. And then lastly, some of you have the gift of wisdom. You are able to apply God's word in different situations. So those are the four questions that we answered. The million dollar question is this, what is your spiritual gift? On your bullets, and there's a long line there. I encourage you, some of you already know your gifts. I know mine. Many of you know your gifts. Uh, you can just write down your spiritual gift there. And uh, that is the gift that you're supposed to use then in the body of Christ to help it be as healthy as it can be. And again, if you're not using your gift, you are like a little toe who is causing the body to suffer. So don't be a little toe, all right? That's the, that's the message for today. Don't be a little toe. Don't be a little broken toe, all right? You can be a toe if you want to. That's okay. We can't look down on the toe, but try not to be a broken toe. If you don't know what your spiritual gifts are, or you are unsure, as I shared, there is this on the back uh, table there, spiritual gift inventory, and you can, this is it's kind of fun. You can go through that and determine what your gifts are, and uh, then grade it, and it'll give you an indication of, you know, maybe what you're, where you're gifted. It kind of goes with your, with your bent a little bit. And then on the back, you can kind of determine where those... Uh, what those spiritual gifts means in a little bit more in depth than what I gave you. All right? So for, uh, at the bottom of your bulletin, First uh, Peter, that's First Peter 4.11, says this, If anyone speaks, they should do so 
They should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides. So that, and this is what I shared before, in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Holy Spirit, you've given each of us a gift. It's so great to know our gift and then use that gift for the betterment of the church. To keep it as healthy as possible. Lord, we know about the parable of the person that didn't use the gifts. They hid them. They buried them. And Lord, you were upset. And you said, hey, you could, have, you could have at least done a little bit with your gift and... You were discouraged that they didn't use it at all. But for the person that used the gift, you multiplied. And you allowed them to do amazing things in, in and for your kingdom. And so Lord, I pray that we as a congregation would discern, discover, become verbs, action Christians who use our gifts within the body of Christ. And if some of us need to determine what our gifts are, Lord, I pray that you give us wisdom as we try to discern what they may be. And then, and then, Lord, I pray that as especially leadership in our church, we would find that niche for each person that is specifically gifted so that we as a congregation can be as healthy as possible. Spirit, you are the giver of gifts. May we as a church enable the gift giver to use those that have the gifts for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Gonna sing a song. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Minatrista Baptist Church is a community of Christ followers who value preaching and teaching scripture, biblical obedience, community, prayer, and evangelism. If you'd like to learn more about Minatrista Baptist Church, please visit our website at minatristachurch.org and come by for a Sunday morning service. We'd love to meet you.